0: In the name of Jesus, who calls us to come to Him. Amen. One of my earliest vivid memories is of learning to swim. I have this mem- visual memory of crawling through the water towards a hand that was outstretched just under the water, and of anxiously standing at the edge of a swimming pool as my mother or father or a swim instructor beckoned me to jump into the pool, and I tried to build up the trust to take that leap. And every time I did, as soon as I started to jump, they would always back up. (laughs) A little farther this time, a little farther, a little... It's very much like Jesus, actually. And now that I have, uh, have teenagers and have gone through that experience with my own children, I have a whole new perspective on that experience. Do any of you remember learning to swim or teaching your kids how to swim, throwing them in. <laughs> and now with my nieces and nephews, I mean, there, there's that great experience of kind of being there with them and giving them a little space. And I remember with my own kids, waiting until they, you could see it in their swim stroke or especially when they'd lift their head up, they'd hit that moment of uncertainty and their body would turn upright. And that's when you would reach out your hand and grab them. The story of Jesus walking on the water is one of the most powerful stories in Scripture. In part because you can see it happening when you hear it. You can feel it happening. You can live your own experience through the story. And it's a complex story because it moves on a cosmic level and on a deeply personal level at the same time. In Holy Scripture, water often represents chaos. And the image of Jesus walking on stormy water shows the God of creation having dominion over the forces of evil, we see Jesus standing on stormy waters, basically saying, the Son of God is here, and evil will not, will not have its way. And if you look at the words used in the original languages, Jesus greets the disciples with the same I am that God uses with Moses on the mountain. Jesus walking towards the disciples on the water is their burning bush moment. At the same time, the story draws each one of us in individually through Peter. We are Peter. In this story. And through Peter. God is calling each one of us. To get out of the comfort. Or the certainty. Or the safety. Of our boat. And come. To him. Absolutely. One of my. Major. Uh get out of the boat and walk on water experiences was discerning a call to the priesthood and deciding to go off to seminary. That is not where my boat was headed, and I was really not too keen on a change of directions. It was a long and difficult process with lots of panicked splashing where I thought I was going to drown. And I imagine each one of you have had some experience in your life that has felt a little bit like that. In the gospel story, Peter starts to sink when he notices the strong wind, when he takes his attention away from Jesus. <laughs> This is very important. The strong wind is there through the entire story, right? The boat is getting battered by the waves and the wind. So the strong wind is blowing this entire time. Peter only starts to sink when he starts to focus not on Jesus, but on his fear. When Peter starts to focus on his fear, he begins to sink. Now, I do fear better than anybody I know. (laughs) I'm really good at fear. I'm really good at uh, my simulated drowning experiences and all that. And I have to tell you, through all of this, in my own life, my experiences, uh, for all my thrashing or doubt, that hand of Jesus is always there when I will turn and notice it, or when it grabs me and pulls me back into the boat, pulls me back into safety. Jesus says to Peter, you have little faith. Why do you doubt? It sounds like an insult, doesn't it? Like Jesus is putting Peter down. But I'm not so sure that's the case because elsewhere in Matthew, Jesus says, If you have the faith even of a mustard seed, you are saved. The faith even of a mustard seed, the faith that small. I don't think Jesus is putting Peter down, he's saying, You have little faith. Why are you doubting? You have the faith you need. Don't become consumed by your fear. I've reached out my hand. Walk to me. Where in your life do you need to get out of the comfort of the boat? And risk walking to Jesus. Where is Jesus calling you to go? What are the fears that you need to not notice? And instead, just keep looking at Jesus and come to Him. Now, I want to invite all of you into what is perhaps the scariest thing for Episcopalians. To share your faith. We don't tend to do that very well in the Episcopal Church, right? Well, I go to the Episcopal Church, but but let's not talk about Jesus. I want to invite you to share your faith with other people. To get out of that boat and to walk on the rough waters a little bit. In the reading we heard from Romans, St. Paul is inviting people to proclaim the faith in their hearts by word and by deed. In the week ahead, I invite all of you, including me, to proclaim the good news of Jesus through word or deed to someone else and I don't necessarily mean your spouse or someone you sit next to in the pew every Sunday anyway. A friend, a colleague, through word or deed, share the good news because that's what we are invited to do. Step out of the boat and walk to Jesus. Paul in Romans quotes Isaiah as an example of the call of all Christians to proclaim the good news. He quotes Isaiah saying, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. May your feet be so beautiful they walk on water.